your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. And he's loose! What's going on, everybody? Ain't no love in the heart of town. What is up, man? I'm telling you, it is very, very good to be back on your airwaves. Vince Wright, that's me, by the way, the sports governor of Minnesota, coming to you live and direct. Sports done right. Finally back in the mix, baby. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. All right, man, let's get, let's just get cracking. Thank you. I appreciate that. I am Vince Wright. This is the Sports Done Right podcast, your favorite sports podcast coming out of you, the great state of Minnesota. And by the way, folks, growing by leaps and bounds. I appreciate the support. X Squad affiliates want to say what up. Make sure you're checking out. That's my podcast family. That's where the show originated, started, all that fun stuff. So check out xsquadaffiliates.com. Great content, great music shows, by the way, especially if you're in some old school R&B and everything you need, blues, rap, just good music, just good, solid music, great shows, timely debates on everything going on currently as well. Um, Shout out to my friends over at Real Cast Radio as well, Jungle Brother, all the family over there. Appreciate y'all as well. And man, let's get to it because in about well, less than 15 minutes now, we got the one and only, I call him the Malacca pimp, and there ain't a lot of pimps that come out of Malacca, Minnesota, but Justin Ekstrom is going to be joining us. We're going to go deep into the Minnesota Twins and the Vikings tonight, um, kind of get back with everything that's been going on. We're going to kind of keep it focused on Twins, Vikings tonight because the Twins are supposed to be playing soon and the Vikings starting camp soon, supposedly. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk a little COVID. Man, I really want this to work out sports-wise. I mean, who doesn't? It's why we're here. It's what we talk about. It's what we do here at Sports Done Right. But I don't know. 
we're going to talk about that as well. Anyway, make sure you're following the sports governor. That's me, Vince Wright, on Twitter at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Um, also, want you to follow us on Instagram. That is at Sports Done Right, and also our our Facebook group is Sports Done Right as well. That's W R I G H T. All right, man. So much to get into. So much happening, yet nothing happening um, sports-wise. A couple weeks ago, let's let's start with college football here. Personally, folks, the sports gov, it ain't happening. It ain't happening, not this fall. And it bums me out because my top 10 ranked from last year, Golden Gophers. Oh, they were looking so good on the recruiting trail as well. Now, at the very least, they're going to have a delayed season. I don't know about all that. And then I got to listen to people like the certified Southside Bunny Hunter talk all this Tennessee nonsense. Man, Rocky Top ain't been Rocky Top since I can't even remember. Since they had T. Martin back in the day. But what up to you, Grant? Want to say what up to Mike over there, as usual, in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Scott is listening to us. Scott is in Isandy, Minnesota. New listener there. Appreciate you listening uh, to Sports Done Right here, Scott. So getting back to it, you know, every day there's just something new that pops off in this COVID world of sports. Aroldis Chapman for the Yankees. He was suffering mild symptoms. He got it. Jimmy Johnson over in NASCAR. Got it. Big 10, Pac-12, conference-only schedule as of now. You got Buster Posey opting out of playing baseball this year. Him and his wife adopted uh, twin girls, 32 weeks old. And he definitely does not want to put them in any type of, of risk factor. And your main man, Russell Westbrook, test positive as well, man. I mean, I, I just don't see how it's going to happen, people. I really don't. And, you know, because if, if you're going to get tested and you're found positive, then you got to go quarantine for a couple weeks. Again, I know most of these guys aren't going to be sick like, you know, in the beginning when when all this broke, you know, we thought, hey, man, you catch the COVID, you dead. You are dead in a week or two. But I'm telling you, man, as long as these numbers keep spiking, you know, California, second shutdown. Florida, man, that that governor down there, he's trying to do everything he can not to shut it down, even though he probably should at this point. I don't know, man, but it ain't working. And I'll save the politics of it for another show where we'll have some people and some dissenting opinion in here and we can have that debate. But man, I I just don't see how any of the the NBA, the NHL coming back, by the way, and by the way, uh, Minnesota Wild fans, we're going to be playing Edmonton on July 29th, or not Edmonton, we're going to be playing in Edmonton. That's one of the hub cities. Uh, I think it was Colorado. Let me check my notes here that the Minnesota Wild will be playing. Double check that here on Sports Summer. And that is, or Colorado, yep, uh, July 29th. 
we take on the Colorado Avalanche. But, I mean, hockey players have had it. Everybody's had it. I just don't know how you're going to be able to deal with them, go through and, and have, whether it's a 60-game season or whatever, a conference-only schedule for college football. I think at the very least, man, college football is going to have to get put on the back burner to the spring. Gov hopes he's wrong, but, man, and excuse the language, but <laughs> this shit ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> and you can have the arguments on the, you know, mask and, and if you wear them, if you should, if you, if you don't, all that stuff. All I know is these numbers keep spiking. I'm still working my regular job from home and we're going into August and this stuff started in March. And personally, and, and again, this is the view of the, of the sports governor. So let me just make that clear from Washington on, you know, it was just a failed response. And now we are where we are. So we'll get into that. But man, I just don't see how this can pop off. Everybody, you know, all these people testing positive. Um, I, I, I forgot to get the name. Some guy left the bubble down there in Florida, NBA player, went to get some food. Now, he, now he's sick. Or, or at least has it. So I just don't know what to tell you, man. I just don't know what to tell you. Real quick here before Justin Ekstrom pops in, uh, a couple other things I wanted to touch on very quickly with golf. Tiger Woods, our main man, is back. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods, yo. He's going to be at the Memorial trying to win that tournament for the sixth time. So uh, will be some very interesting live sports, especially if Tiger is on that leaderboard this weekend. He's trying to get record number a record win number 83, by the way. So all kinds of reasons to check out Tiger this week, and especially if he can get something going. I find it interesting, and I will find it interesting to see how Tiger does. Obviously, he's been off for basically half a year, but with no crowds. I mean, think about it. No other golfer thrives off the crowds like Tiger, Tiger, Tiger would yell. The Tiger roars, the screams, the fist pumps, the unbelievable tiger roar ain't gonna be there so be very interesting if he does get in the mix see how he can kind of motivate himself perhaps to the all-time record win of 83 pga wins so uh good luck to you tiger woods we'll see what happens with you um, breaking news in Twinsland, and we'll talk a little bit about this in a couple minutes when Justin Ekstrom comes in. Byron Buxton is day to day. He took what looked like to be a very nasty fall yesterday in the Twins scrimmage when he was trying to catch a, a pop fly, kind of twisted the ankle. Body went one way, the ankle wanted to go another one. So far, so good. No structural damage is what the Twins are telling us, people. So we're all. All good, but we will ask the question, and, I, and I'll ask this for you Twins fans out there. Can Byron Buxton stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? What up to uh, Jungle Brother out there? Appreciate you. Always down with Jesus. I like that. Byron Buxton has been the Twins' dominant player for a very long time, whether uh, he, was, he started off, he was the, the you know, 100% hot rod pop prospect. That guy, we had to get up here because he was going to change everything. And he got up here and he, he couldn't hit the side of a barn. 
but he was a phenomenal defensive player in the outfield, one of the best in baseball today. And now that the hitting is starting to come around for Byron, um, he's going to be day-to-day again um, with a uh, twisted-up ankle. So we hope he gets back. Um, appreciate um, you coming in here. This is Stacy coming in from Winona, Minnesota. Thank you for listening to the Sports Governor. Um, three minutes away here, we got Justin Ekstrom. We're going to save the breaks here because obviously he's going to be calling in in just a couple minutes. Uh, Justin, again, he's my co-host on the North Star Sports Podcast. He also hosts another show up in St. Cloud, Minnesota on KNSI Radio. So this is going to be interesting because this is the man when you want to know Twins baseball and Vikings football. We always talk to Justin Ekstrom. Um, One of the things we're going to be talking about with him in terms of the Minnesota Vikings, so much to get into Adam Thielen, the receiver core, the defense, Dalvin Cook, sign him, pay him, or, or not. Justin Jefferson. Where is he going to be fitting in in all this as as the new receiver and, quite honestly, as Stephon Diggs' replacement? So all kinds of stuff. Obviously, the intersection of sports and culture always going on now. And the players are feeling it. We got issues in the WNBA because those players are, are making it very well known how they feel. And they want some changes over in the WNBA. We're going to talk a little bit about that later on. And also in the weeks to come, too, because I think that that's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the WNBA. Um, NBA, lockdown. They're trying to do their thing, see if see if they can get it cracking. I just don't know. But I do know, I think I would sign Dalvin Cook. A, because we got nobody else. And I I know how you feel. And we're going to get into this too with Justin. But listen, who else you got? Vikings fans, who else you got? Give you a minute to think about that. You ain't going to go out and necessarily trade for somebody. I get it. You know, you, you know he, he has missed a, a fair share of games. We're worried about him and the injury bug. Listen, sign Dalvin Cook. Um, one thing we're also going to get into are winners and losers. My uh, friends over at purpleptsd.com. I got to get another column up for them. I've just been so busy at work. Um, but we got Deshaun Vaughn, and he's got a column up called Winners and Losers of the Vikings Offseason. I'm going to talk about that. And as we speak, Justin Ekstrom on the line. Justin Ekstrom, can you hear me? Well, yeah, I can. How's it going, Gov? Hey, man. You know me, brother. I'm living the dream. How you doing? I'm doing okay. It's been a while. It has, it has. I'm glad we were able to catch you. I know you're a very busy man between podcasts, radio shows, being you know the super dad, everything. I just appreciate you taking a couple moments, homie. There, there's always something, isn't there? And I, I, I can't yeah. go to Stillwater and golf every day like you, you know. Oh, well, easy, easy. <laughs> the gov does not go to Stillwater and golf every day, Holmes. You know that. <laughs> 
I know. I uh, I was supposed to get out today, but I just couldn't quite tell what the weather was going to do. What was it doing down by you? Yeah, it was a little nasty down here, Holmes. It was. Um, it stormed this morning a little bit. Then we got a little break, a little more rain in the afternoon. But now, uh, sun has eked out. There's still a lot of clouds up in the sky, but you know, it's it's it's. Good. Hey, I'll take it over winter. That's all I know. Oh, that's for sure. It's super clear outside for us right now. It was pretty nice just uh, playing with the kid on the trampoline just a few minutes ago. Nice. And, uh, great. It's nice. I wish it would have been that way this morning because I would have got around to golfing then. Well, that's that's what Malacca pimps do. <laughs> yeah. Well, most Malacca pimps, I think, are a lot better at golf than this Malacca pimp. Yeah, there we go. All right, folks. So, Justin Ekstrom joining us. Justin, is the radio station, and I because I always, I always mess up the call, like, is it KNSI? Yeah, it's just KNSI. Okay. KNSI, KNSI Radio St. Cloud. The man, the myth, the legend. All right, man, because I appreciate Justin joining us, and I I hate taking time away from his lovely family, but I got to get his thoughts on some Vikings and some Twins. So, Justin, let's start with the Minnesota Twins, man. Um, you saw what happened to Byron Buxton yesterday. Fortunately, we're being told no structural damage. It's kind of a day-to-day thing with him. But, Justin, it always brings up the, the thoughts, man. Byron Buxton... Injury prone or not? Well, I think it's. I think at this juncture in his career, you can say injury prone. He's only played over a hundred games in one season once. So I wow. mean, Man, like, really? this, how long do we wait for this guy to be that five-tool guy on a consistent basis? And you know, I mean, it's so weird on a play like yesterday, going back on the cruise fly ball, comes up just just planting it weird had to like readjust because of the wind right and yeah. then it's like he stops times out everything like he just he just knows the drill with his body like he knows oh there we go something something's up you know <laughs> so it looked it looked much worse than you know a non what i believe they're calling it like a mid sprain something like that right, like a mid right. yes yes but being being the guy he is anything with your foot ankle legs anything like that i mean you're you know you take away three-fourths of your game yeah, well especially with him because his games you know it's it's predicated on speed i mean that's that's his dominance when it comes to him being whether he's in center field whether he's on the base paths i mean there are very few players today in baseball that get opposing managers thinking like byron buxton i mean Lack of a better term, he he's kind of a pseudo game changer because of his speed and his speed alone and his arm in the outfield. I mean, defensively, he's he's almost flawless. Um, I just felt bad for him, Justin, because the hitting was starting to come around finally for for Byron last year. Well, it, was, it started, if you remember, the end of his, uh, what was it, 2017 season or 2000, whatever that was. It was like every other at bat, he was hitting a double. It was He was banking him off the wall. He was... It was just he was on fire, and then you get him, you know, towards the end of last season where right. things were kind of going good, and then lo and behold, something else happens, and then not having a spring like you have, like you would have liked to have. Um, now, I mean, geez, anytime you're missing games in a sixty-game season, that's that could be the difference between you know five hundred and ten games above five hundred exactly. if you're missing a guy like Buck. 
Exactly, man. I, I, I hope he gets better soon because we're going to need him more than ever now with the the 60-game season, as they like to say. So, As cynical as it may sound, though, real quick, as cynical yeah, as it ahead, may boss. sound, the, the outfield does have, you know, that, like, they already have that chip on their shoulder. Like, we don't need him. We've We've been in this position before, like, you know, Max Kepler and a few of those other guys, yeah. like, they can – play three different positions exactly. so i mean it, it's just a better team with him in the lineup with him in center field because then all the pieces kind of come together but this team's going to be fun with or without him for I, I don't know i hope he can be in that opening day lineup on the what is it the 25th 20 24 yeah, yeah something like that now we got Miguel Sano to kind of jump from from our, our one of our best players here to another guy. Miguel Sano, um, the turtle, asked the deal if tested positive for Corona. You know, obviously they'll be quarantined and probably ready to go by the time the Twins are set to go here. But let me ask you, and it's something that can apply to the Vikings talk we're about to get into as well. But just you as a sports fan. You know, someone who does this, you know, for part of your living and all that. Do you think that football and baseball are going to be able to complete a whole season or the 60-game season in baseball's case? Man, like I said on my Saturday Sports Special this past week, I, I had to stop. I'm like, guys, I'm officially scared that we're not going to have a full season. I'm officially scared. Like, all it's going to take, especially for, like, college sports, like, all it's going to take is – a handful of guys on one team and then they're going to shut it down, you know, taking one team out. I, man, I hate to sound super cynical about the whole thing, but I don't think we're going to see 60 full games because one or two main guys test positive. They're going to have to quarantine uh, anybody they were in contact with. And that, that could mean losing some games and it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to shut down 14 straight days. It's just, if you get your main guys to, you know, I'm not saying we go inject them with coronavirus right now, but I'm just saying if you can get some of your main guys, I'm talking football, I'm talking basketball, I'm talking talking about getting some homies sick, Justin. No, no, I'm just saying like, if they, if they were to, if you knew you were (laughs) going to get sick, wouldn't you rather get sick right away where you're not going to be missing playoffs? This is no, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, real quick here again. This is the uh, your sports governor, Vince Wright, talking with the one and only Justin Ekstrom here on Sports Done Right. Another Tuesday night edition coming to you from Minnesota. Very quickly, want to say what up to one of my good friends and the lovely lady out of the great state of Alabama, Miss Denise Milk and Cookies, joining us in the chat room. Um, I already said what up to Jungle Brother, my man from Charlotte, North Carolina, and we got the number one chief rocker, Jersey Vern, in the house. New York extraordinary, New York aficionado, yet probably lived longer in Atlanta now than he has New York, but we love you, Jersey. All right, Justin, let me ask you this about the Twins rotation. You got Jose Barreros, you know, Oda Rizzi, um, Bailey's back there as well. Um, um, who else do you think can maybe step up and give the twins some love that maybe we're not thinking about in their rotation right now? Well, I think, uh, what'll be interesting is we're not going to see guys go seven innings. 
Right. right. We're not going to see. We're not going to see uh, older Izzy. We're not going to see those. Uh, you know, uh, Maeda coming back, and then I don't know how much uh, Big Mike has on his suspension, but once he comes back, and Kente Maeda and a few of those other guys that are used to going five, six innings, you only need three or four out of them. That that bodes pretty well for a Twins rotation that doesn't exactly have those guys that are used to going seven, eight, nine innings anyway. If you can split guys up, have them be, you know, they already came out. Rocco already came out and said, we're not looking at like a five-guy rotation. We're looking at basically a 10-guy rotation where double starters. Exactly. You know, where you have one guy go three innings, another guy go three innings. And then you hopefully can get the pieces in the bullpen where we saw last year where our bullpen just could not quite get it done. You couldn't get it to Rogers in time. You couldn't, and even Rogers had his issues. So, I mean, I think a 60 game season for the twins helps them because it could literally be one of those guys coming out and pitching three, four innings. And then the next guy, three, four innings. And then, you know, then you're basically ready for the playoffs too. You don't even have to care about rotation. You just get the guys, the innings that, you know, they're used to doing and, you know, hopefully it works. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, want to say what up to Raiders for life in our chat room there? What's going on with you Raiders? All right, man. So, Justin, let's switch over from the the Twins to the beloved purple of this state, the Minnesota Vikings, future Super Bowl champions some year in some galaxy. Let me start with the receiving core for, for the Minnesota Vikings. And the reason I bring this up is obviously my main man, Stephon Diggs, is jettisoned for Buffalo, New York. So now we have Thielen and the rest. Obviously, we got Jefferson, number one draft choice. Very excited to to have him aboard and see what he can do. But what do you think about this receiving core? Because now that Thielen is, in a sense, the focus... People, you know, they can start doing a little double teaming, maybe shutting him down in ways he's never been used to before because he had Stephon Diggs on the other side. Now Diggs is gone. What do you see for the the Vikings receiving core? Well, I think people are starting to kind of forget that Thielen has had this role. It's been, you know, I believe there's seven or eight games where Stephon Diggs was out and the team went six and two or seven and one. And Thielen had four touchdowns, almost 500 yards. I mean, like he he can be this. Now it's a few years later down the road, and Father Time, as we all know, is definitely undefeated. Um, and he does have those like that scary injury he had where he hit that super short wall in Detroit last year, where he was on a tear to set basically every Vikings record known to man for like right. touchdown and yardage. And then he comes up limping on that dime from Cousins for that touchdown. Oh, I, I pissed me off so bad, man. It's just it's just weird how that has to happen in a game where you shouldn't need spectacular plays like that to, in order to win, and then you get a, a spectacular play out of Thielen and Cousins. I mean, that throw was the only spot where it could have been, and yeah, he comes absolutely. up limping. He's not the same guy the rest of the, the rest of the season. He's just not the same nope. guy. So now you have an off season, which is up in the air. Like what's, what's exactly going to happen here? How much work, how, how much hands can we actually put on, um, 
young Justin Jefferson to see what he's got against big-time corners. You know, we got big, heavy-bodied corners now. That's what Zimmer kind of likes to have. But they're fresh, too. So it's not like you have a guy like Xavier Rhodes anymore where you can go test your young receiver and get under his skin a little bit and see what he's got, like some type of fire. We don't we don't have that. We don't even have Terrence Newman anymore, any of those guys. And we all know that Harrison Smith, he's not the guy that's going to do like the fire, you know, the physical fisticuffs type thing in practice, but he's more of the mental guy. But we don't have that to prepare this receiving core no, like in years past. And then but the to, only thing. No, go ahead. Finish have, your thought. Yeah, the only thing is every single team is going through this. Is just right. do we have? Does every team has as much have as much turnover as we did? I don't know. It doesn't seem like. Doesn't, no. doesn't seem like at least our offense isn't having that huge turnover. It's our defense, but it's still, man, everyone's going through the same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the main man from Malacca, Minnesota, the pimp himself, Justin Ekstrom, joining the sports governor, Vince Wright on Sports Done Right tonight. Want to say what a jungle brother out there already talking a little nonsense, Uh, (laughs) but that's why we love you, JB, my main man. All right, hey, Dalvin Cook, let's just get to it, man. Do you pay him, not pay him, show him the money? Does he deserve it? I know he's been out. I, I, I get all that, but I just don't see any other options. And besides, when he's healthy, obviously we know Justin. He's one of, if not the best in the business. So what do you do if you're the GM? Do you give him the money? Well, for me, you look, if you're Rick Spielman, you're looking at next year that free agent class running backs. Like you you got Kenny Mixon. You, you got Delvin Cook. You got all these guys. You know, Philip Lindsay, you got Todd Gurley. You, got, you know, these are just off the top of my head. There's like 15 guys that went over 1,000 yards within the last couple seasons that, you know, you could come in and replace Dalvin Cook with. But the problem is Zimmer and Spielman aren't under contract past this year. So you got to start thinking, you're a one-year guy here right now. I almost think you got to try to lock him up. You got to try to get him. You got to try to focus your offense around him. I'm not saying $14 million, but I'm saying maybe you can back end some of that, get under around 11 this year, something like that. But I, I, my vote is I think they need him. And the only issue that I have with how they've handled this is the Vikings basically came out and said, this is our workhorse. Well, if I come to you, Vince right. Wright, say, <laughs> if I come to you and say, hey, you are the best worker in this company, my company that we're doing right now, you are our focal point. Pay you me. would be dumb to not say, hey, I need more money. Well, as RC says in the chat room, it should be a no-brainer. He's clearly our best player. We need <laughs> who we need to replace his Cousins. Um, Jungle Brothers says Cousins has two years left on his deal, but they extended Cousins instead of Cook, shaking my head. What do you think about the quarterback situation, Justin? Well, it's starting to look pretty decent right now. Like, you, you know, you almost thought he was overpaid there for a while, but then you get you get guys like Patrick Mahomes and and you, you get a few of those other guys. Um, is it, he's like the 12th highest paid quarterback all of a sudden now, 12th or 15th yeah, or something. Yeah, isn't, isn't that nice? I yeah, well, 
Yeah, but I'm just, listen, man, I, I've said it before. I've said it on our other show, the North Star Sports Podcast. I've said it, for, and you've heard me say it all over the place. Just not sold on, on, on Cousins at all. Good quarterback, sure. Just not good when it matters. I know he had he had that game in New Orleans. It was great. And, and by the way, I was out here on all my platforms shouting from the top of, of the mountaintop that he finally got a game under his belt and he deserved all the praise he got in that game. But to, to get us to the promised land, it ain't him. Yeah, I you know, I would love to say, no, you're wrong. But I don't think you're wrong here. I don't, when you look at him and I've talked to him face to face, I've been there interviewing the guy, there's not that everyday fire that everyday thing where right. he's basically like a regular dude that has extraordinary abilities just not all the time it's just all of a sudden he'll get yeah. the whoopsies <laughs> the whoops yeah like, <laughs> in the second half of major major games like even you i i mean this seems like years ago but even in that new orleans game we basically handed it back to them because of a few like yep. false starts, a couple, uh, couple almost fumbles over. Like you remember, there was a pick six that got called back, or was a. It was That's a right. Yes. Yeah. No. Back. I think. I think. It was, yeah. I think it was a pick six. But yeah. So I mean, I'm. I'm just. I'm just not sold on him. Hey, good guy. You know, God-fearing dude, all that stuff, and that's wonderful. And he does a lot of great things in the community and all that. But man, you know, I'd. I think we got to rely on, and I think RC said that in the chat room, we got to rely a little bit more on, on our running game here. And just real quick, the kind of transitions we've, as I know only got you for a few here, I, I do want to talk a little bit about the defense as well. Um, obviously, some ma- major defections, some new, there's going to be a lot of new faces on that defensive side of the ball, Justin. What are you thinking over there on the D side, man? I just that's the huge question mark for me, man. And and it can literally go either way. Well, you know, we saw a drop on Twitter today and all over the media platforms. Miles Garrett got himself about $25 million a year all as right. a guy. And do you think he's better than Daniil Hunter, who we have for $9 million this year? Thank you. Not, I don't think so. I think Daniil Hunter is probably a top five the end in the NFL right now and we have him for nine million dollars it seems like the biggest steal but also like who else is going to be next to him in that three tech spot who is going to take over for Everson Griffin where we've seen lackluster play out of even him and the guys that come and replace him for a little bit I mean we got Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris like there's another thing with Anthony Harris, too. Are they going to try to extend him and maybe mm-hmm. save a little bit of that money? Man, it is it is a huge question mark. Anytime you bring up the Vikings defense the last five years, it's like, hey, they're going to be solid. It may take them a little while. They're going to figure it out. Well, now you, you can't even legitimately say that. You could basically say, well, I think Zim has a plan, but we have no clue. We don't, we don't know who's going to be five of the starters. Exactly. Like they have, we have five guys to replace two major, major pieces at corner that are just gone. And in, in Trey Waynes and, and uh, Xavier Rhodes, like it's just, 
say what you want about that, but they knew what Zimmer wanted to have done. Did they always do it the way we wanted to see him do it? Nah, not really, but they were a body that knew what Zim wanted done. Can Tam, Cam Dantzler come out there and be a starter right away? Is Mike Hughes going to be healthy? It, it, like see, the, this whole, yeah, this whole thing is just a big, huge question mark. It's not you something know, I'm used to. Mike Hughes about the Minnesota Vikings defense, right? And I'm sorry to interrupt you, but again, we got Justin Ekstrom joining the Sports Governor Vince Wright up here in Minnesota on Sports Done Right, your favorite Minnesota sports podcast. People, now let me ask you this here because my main man Jungle Brother wanted me to ask you this question. Gov asked Justin if the Vikings would have been better off with Bridgewater or drafting Jalen Hurts to challenge Cousins. Now, before you answer, Justin, let me just dump my two cents in. And you remember, I was a big proponent that if Jalen Hurts was there, take him. You know, with like that 25 pick, because remember, what was it? We had picks 23 and 25, right? Initially, that first. I would have took him with 25. I think the man does everything. I mean, he may not be the best, quote-unquote, passer, but he damn sure ain't a bad passer. And I think in this age of stretching the fields, option quarterbacks, this and that, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I mean, one of the best to do it here in recent memory. So I thought the Vikings let one get away there. Now I will let you answer Jungle Brothers' question, sir. So I'm not 100% sure Jungle Brother wanting me that we got – um, Teddy Bridgewater this year, if we would have held on to him after if, the injury. If, or, no, no, if, if we would have signed him, let's say. You know, yeah, maybe brought know, him in for some, some familiar. Out of the whole deal, you know? What he, about Jalen? Go, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, he wanted, uh, Teddy Bridgewater wanted to get starting money this offseason. He wanted to go to somewhere where he knew he was going to be the starter or someone was around him. Obviously, this wasn't going to be the spot because we're all in on this Kirk Cousins thing. That's, so that set their hand in the Teddy Bridgewater thing. Do I think Teddy Bridgewater can do just as well as Kirk Cousins can in this offense? Yeah, I think so. I think he could definitely, before the injury, I would have loved for that to be the case. And the Jalen Hurts thing, I that is by far one of the more intriguing things for me. I just oh. don't think we could have pulled the trigger at 25. Would have I loved to have him on the team at 25? Yeah, but... It's just when you pay a guy like Kirk Cousins to be the guy, you can't give a dude that's like this huge playmaker, Jalen Hurts, a spot to outshine your guy that you're paying, you know, $90 million to. What about Cam Newton? Yeah, that's another one, too. I was a proponent for bringing him in as well. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, we're seeing this old new Cam Newton. I've always liked Cam Newton. You can say what he wants, what you want about how he talks to female reporters, teasing them on asking about routes. I mean, that was bad timing on his part. And some of the things he does and the way he dresses, he's going to get picked apart for that. But, I mean, this is a former MVP that – Super Bowl quarterback. One, yeah. He's an MVP, Super Bowl quarterback that aside from that one play where it looked like he just – made a business decision in the biggest game of his life. I mean, I, I've been a big fan of him. I would have loved to bring him in. Uh, would, Kubiak I, yeah, yeah. type offense. Like, heck yeah, let me see what he could have done. And he would have been cheap, real cheap. Yeah, yeah. And then that that's the type of decision you can make. You just can't – a guy like Jalen Hurst, man, I would love him. Love to have him 
on my team for that seven to 10 mm-hmm. years because I just know this dude is going to be huge. And I may eat my words in this, but the, the guy is an absolute playmaker. Thank and you. He's a guy that something breaks down. Intangibles. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's why I've always I've always liked Jalen Hurts. I am not, you know, I wasn't a fan of Alabama or, you know, not a fan of Oklahoma. But for the past year and a half, I don't think there's been a bigger trumpeter of Jalen Hurts than me. I mean, when he got what he did, you know, this year at Oklahoma, uh, coming in there, just learning a total new offense, new scheme, no big deal, dominating in his position. I would have loved to have him um, on there or on the Vikings um, roster as well. I want to say what up to Mr. Jelani Bodie, the host of the Wait a Minute Show, joining us. I appreciate you popping in here. Okay, a couple quick questions here for Justin, then I'm going to let him go so he can hang out with his wonderful family. Justin, um, I want to circle back to Adam Thielen here a little bit because one of the things I forgot to ask you about, he's also a little injury-prone. So... If he winds up going down, let's say maybe even early on, maybe you know he's had some hamstring issues and everything else, what happens? I mean, let's say Jefferson is okay, but I mean, you know, beyond that, who do we got? Uh, Olobisi, um, BB still somewhere lurking around there trying to hold on to a job. That it, the receiving core can be. That's the part that kind of scares me with all this. I think past, like, your top three, then you start looking towards, like, the tight ends. Can Irv Smith Jr. pick up the slack? Can can they get Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph on there at the same time? Um, I think funny, Dalvin yeah, Cook, that's good. So we, we signed Dalvin Cook for a little bit longer. Uh, say we get him this year and he's all in on this. I think the dude could be pro. He could easily catch 50 passes in this type of offense. It's just, it's one of those things where if you're going to circle around this guy and you need someone else to get the catches, why not the dude that could bring it to the house every other time? Exactly. Other than other than our top three wide receivers, man, and then even our top three, there's still the question marks. Yep. Nope. That is true. Time you put a rookie in your top three, are you set yourself up for failure? It's just, I, I don't know. The receiving core is a big question mark. It's just you know. Kubiak and all all these offensive minds that Zimmer has brought in, they're going to figure something out. It's just it's just going to be a little bit with like the blocking scheme and you know are we going to have a lot of you know drag drag routes you know going way down the field? Well, probably not. We got to kind of get the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands right away because we know we we know once he starts hearing footsteps, he's just going to kind of oops. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. You know, if, we can, if we can get it into these guys' hands, <laughs> and another thing with our wide receiver core is they all seem to be Adam Thielen. They all have the same skill set as him. Maybe not the same, you know. Thielen for a good stretch of a couple seasons has been a top five wide receiver, and I think he gets digged on a little bit just because digs. I believe is a lot better and they were on the same team and he never really had to shine without him. What he does in this spot, you know, and then, then if he does go down, I hope, right. I hope Justin Jefferson's ready. I hope BB, Olabisi Johnson, I hope all those guys are ready because 
man, what what we have after the top three is, you know, Irv Smith Jr. is the most. <laughs> well, you know, and because RC, and very quickly here as we're going to wrap up here with Justin, but, you know, RC talks about those two uh, tight end sets and how that can be beneficial. You know, hey, let's get Rudolph. Let's line him and Irv Smith up. Couple wide outs. Let it rock and roll. You got Dalvin back there. What do you think? I could see a lot of that 12 personnel. I could see a lot of that where it's just, you, you could have, and then we have C.J. Ham, just like a absolute hammer. He's one of the highest-paid fullbacks to yeah. ever exist in the NFL, and he can catch some passes. I'm not saying that's what they're, you know, I, I don't want to see a whole lot of screens out of him. Like they no, of course not, right, right. I can't remember what game that was, but they, they you know, design screens for C.J. Ham is not your uh, bread and butter for success in the NFL. Just, no. If we can get pounding pounding the rock, you know, maybe use CJ or uh, um, Alexander Madison a little bit more, keep Delvin Cook healthy, get Delvin Cook there, get him on board first. And this offense could actually be like a streamlined butterfly without even having to use three wide receiver sets. Well, you know, CJ Hammond get the love. I mean, he's a Duluth kid local guy so you know he's going to get every opportunity to stick around and be on this team and you know for for a couple years to come yet justin first off man let me thank you for taking time out of your schedule because between like i said our other sports podcast the show you do over at the radio station the lovely family the ladies the girls at home I do appreciate you, my brother, hanging out with the Sports Gov. And you are always welcome to come through the front gates. You have a VIP Rib Fest Party Manifesto ticket, and you are welcome at any Rib Fest that the Sports Governor has, my friend. Oh, now that, now that, now we're talking. Because, like, I don't even have to wait for the invite now. I'm just going to be like, oh, you're, I, I see you had ribs. <laughs> yeah you have to bring the wife and kids with you next time uh just so folks know i mean first off justin ekstrom and and, and my chat room will understand this justin ekstrom hung out with togo coles the whole night hung out met togo talk sports all that fun stuff justin ekstrom the hit of the rib fest party yeah, I, I didn't travel as far as Togo, but uh, <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. That was, that was an absolute blast, man. And you know, things turned really fast this spring, where you know life is just never going to go back to normal oh, the way it seems. So, I, I just you. appreciate you having me on the show. I love talking to you, man. Big fan. Hey, brother. Likewise, you go have fun. Give my best to your wife and those lovely daughters of yours, and we will talk to you soon, brother. Take care, Vanilla Homie. Thanks, man. Have a good night. You too. Take care. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the crowd salutes one of our own. Justin Ekstrom. Again, you can find him at KNSI Radio, St. Cloud, Minnesota. He is my co-host on the North Star Sports Podcast and glad he could join us. Um, Always fun to talk to him. And RC says, I like to see us use ham like we used Jimmy Klein saucer back in the day. Well, we might talk about that as well. All right. Very quick break. When I come back, I'm going to talk a little Muhammad Ali. Um, came across some interviews he did. 
um, over the past few days, uh, just you know, looking at some stuff, you know, being a big uh, boxing fan myself, like my main man RC is here, and just want to talk about, you know, we talk about being at the intersection of sports and culture. When we come back, I'm going to tell you why you never, ever, ever let anybody give you shit about doing the right thing. So stay tuned. We will be right back. I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. This is Sports Done Right on most major streaming uh, sources for your podcast. We originate from Spreaker. You can find us at Spotify, iTunes. Um, We're on the MN Pod app here locally for Minnesota Podcast. Proud to be featured there as well. We will be right back. Yo, what's good? This is Trey Frazier on the staff. This is the Barbershop Sports Talk Podcast. Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Hey guys, this is SportsGov Vince Wright from the great state of Minnesota. And I'm here to tell you guys about Pick and Shovelware. Go to PickandShovelware.com. You're going to get 20% off when you use the promo code NORSTAR. Get 20% off right now when you use the promo code NORSTAR. That's PickandShovelware.com. I shall not fear no man but God. Though I walk through the valley of death. Back in elementary, I thrived on misery. Left me alone, I grew up amongst a dying breed. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest. Until I got that thug like tatted on my chest. Tell me, can you feel me? I'm not living in the past, you wanna last. Be the first to blast, remember Cato. No longer with the seat the seats. Call on the sirens, seen them murdered in the streets. Now rest in peace. Is there heaven for a G? Remember me. So many homies in the cemetery shed so many tears. I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. Lord, I lost so many pigs and shed so many tears. Now that I'm struggling in this business by any means, label me greedy, getting green, but seldom seen. And fuck the world, cause I'm cursed. I'm having visions of leaving here in the hearse. God, can you feel me? Take me away from all the pressure and all the pain. Show me some happiness again. I'm going blind. I spent my time in the cell. Ain't living well. I know my destiny is hell. What did I fail? My life is in denial. And when I die, baptized in eternal fire, shed so many tears. Lord, I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. Lord, I lost so many tears and shed so many tears. Now I'm lost and I'm weary, so many tears. I'm suicidal, so don't stand in me. My every move is a calculated step to bring me closer to embracing early death. Now there's nothing left. There was no mercy on the streets. I couldn't rest. I'm barely standing, about to go to pieces, screaming peace. And though my soul was deleted, I couldn't see it. I had my mind full of demons trying to break free. They planted seeds and they hatched, sparking the flame inside my brain like a match. Such a dirty game. No memories, just the misery, painting a picture of my enemies killing me in my sleep. Will I survive till the moan and the see the sun? Please don't forgive me for my sins, cause here I come. Lord, I suffer through the years and shed so many tears.
God. I lost so many peers, and Lord knows I tried. Been a witness to homicide, and drive-bys, taking lives, little kids die. Wonder why as I walk by, brokenhearted as I glance at the chalk line, getting high. This ain't the life for me, I wanna change. But ain't no future right for me, I'm stuck in the game. I'm trapped inside a maze. See this tang array influence me, they're getting crazy, disillusioned lately. I've been really wanting babies, so I can see a part of me that wasn't always shady. Don't trust my lady, cause she's a product of this poison. I'm hearing noises, think she's fucking all my boys, can't take no more. I'm falling to the floor, begging for the Lord to let me into heaven's door. Shed so many tears. Lord, I lost so many years and shed so many tears. The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, folks, thank you for coming on back and checking us out. Sports done right. Vince Wright, the sports governor of the state of Minnesota. And like I said, a little something from the greatest of all time, Mr. Muhammad Ali. And I'll be right back to give you my thoughts on where we're at today. Sports View, broadcast on BBC Radio, 15th of August, 1967. The world heavyweight champion is the man who can whoop every man in the world. He's superior to all men physically in the ring. And at this time, I can physically whip every man in the world. Have never been whipped. I whooped Sonny Liston fair and square. Def- whooped him twice. A man who they said was unbeatable. Defended the title 11 times. Went to every country. Fought uh, challenges from every country. Gave everybody a chance. No return clauses in my contracts. And I'm known as the established heavyweight champion of the whole world. I'm the fastest, the classiest, uh, the most scientific and ranked as the fastest heavyweight in history. And it's impossible for someone to say, I am no, dethroned when I haven't been whooped. Now, the, the title was taken away from you because you refused to go into the army, and uh, there is a chance that you could go to, to jail for this. Oh, I knew that when I st- stuck up for the Islamic belief, uh, 1,000% that I would catch Prussia's. And many people, religious people in the past, Jesus spent some time in jail, Moses spent some time in jail, uh, Noah, Lot, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad Ali himself, Martin Luther King, all men who stand up for their beliefs in a society where that uh, is not understood or is misrepresented, naturally they suffer punishments, but in the end they're always much greater after they serve the time. You'd rather do this than, for instance, leave the country and live uh, live abroad? Oh, I'll never leave the country. I've had many offers to leave the country, to go to other countries, to be citizens of their governments. But my people are here. There are 22 million people struggling for freedom, justice, and equality. I have the image. I can do a lot to help in jail or not. If all goes well and uh, and you don't go to jail, I understand you... If I don't you... go to jail, I'll be on my comeback trail. I'll make them scuffle with the shuffle. <laughs> the one and only the champion of champions Muhammad Ali 
And did you hear what he said? I ain't leaving the country. I can be useful right here. And that's what you're seeing from the athletes of today. Being useful, giving back to their communities, helping to bring attention. Because again, as I said a couple weeks ago on my show, the black athlete is probably per capita, you know, how the richest black folks have made this money in their country and they develop a popularity and everybody wants to see them and listen to them and hear them until they don't like what they hear. Then it's shut up and play basketball. Then it's sit your ass down. That ain't playing anymore. My podcast, The Pod Father, I like to call him Mr. Jungle Brother, and there's no way your Yankees are going 49 and 11. But the one thing that Jungle Brother has, has kind of raised my awareness on is uh, Formula One racing. Now, Gov, what are you talking about Formula One racing? Because the dominant driver there for the past few years, Mr. Lewis Hamilton, out of England, black man, you know, caught caught some stuff on Twitter because after winning, and I hope I pronounced this right. And Jungle, you got me uh, if I don't. I think it's the Strayan Strayan Grand Prix. He caught he caught some hell, all because he wants to bring light to the issue. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Up until a couple years ago, when my friend Jungle Brother started posting on Lewis Hamilton, had no idea who he was. But the man has 85 wins. You never heard of him. Danica Patrick comes over, nonstop media. She won one race in Japan somewhere. If you want to throw race car drivers in with athletics, this is one of your dominant athletes. And he, like Muhammad Ali, and like you're seeing with other black athletes, are standing up for themselves to, again, try and show people what's right. But, of course, the pushback is what they always have to deal with. And that's just the part I'm getting a little sick and tired of. it's quite amazing that the heat you can, that you get for trying to point out racism. It is truly amazing to me, the heat that you get when you are trying to point out racism. Some of the stuff I saw on the Twitter feed for Lewis Hamilton was just despicable. They didn't talk about him you know, being the dominant Formula One driver of the past few years and then talk about him being on the verge of the all-time wins record in Formula One. They don't talk about him. They didn't talk about, you know, him, the Mercedes racing team that he's on. On and on and on it goes. But the guy does one little thing to try and point out racism. Here comes the blowback. 
crazy. So I wanted to give a little props to, to Lewis there. But on the bigger scope, don't forget, you know, things, I don't want to say they go back to normal, but obviously now we're going on, a, what, about a month and a half, approaching two months since George Floyd was murdered. And I just want to keep that out there. The fight continues. Keep up that good fight. Stay safe in them streets. Jungle Brothers says here, oops, Max Van Steppen only won nine races when Formula One came to Texas last year. The Tonight Show invited him instead of Lewis Hamilton. RC says, and Ali won. Remember that too. Ali did win his Supreme Court um, trial. He didn't have to go to jail. And this happened a few months after he fought Frazier in 1971 in the fight of the century. I just watched a little bit of the fight of the century not too long ago, RC. Uh, that first fight with Ali uh, and and Joe Frazier. And if you have not seen the HBO documentary, and I'll try and get the name of it here as your one-man wrecking crew. Um, let's see here. Ali versus Frazier. Oh, okay, it's called One Nation Divisible. And if you have not seen that documentary, you have to watch it, people. Much like we're in today, a fractured society, Ali, because of who he was and because of the affirmation case with the Supreme Court, became the hero of the downtrodden and minorities and black folks everywhere. And then you got Joe Frazier over there in the other corner who was the the white establishment guy. Not because he necessarily wanted it. That's just where he got painted with this. And I remember my grandfather, my I've talked to my dad, I've talked to um, you know, all kinds of people that remember this, and that's exactly what it was. The white guys were for Joe Frazier and everybody else, the black everybody else, Ali. And then when Joe Frazier won, by the way, because a lot of people forget, Joe Frazier won that first fight and putting Ali on his butt, I think it was in round 11, and RC, please correct me if I'm wrong, because RC is the, the Ali aficionado. I know, you know, my I remember my grandfather and my uncles just literally talking about just how bummed out they were. How it was literally a, a, a kick in the nuts when Frazier won. Now to bring it back to Ali, the one thing that has always impressed me about Muhammad Ali, you know, it, it goes beyond standing up for your rights, willing to give it all for everybody else. I mean, this was a man, look, he he said he would have went to jail for us. But the one thing that I've always respected with Muhammad Ali was his true honesty when he would talk about what was going on in the society because nobody wants to hear it or very few people want to hear it. And those are the people that need to hear it most. So, you know, I was just checking out some interviews on YouTube and 
and watching just some some quick highlights from some of the old fights and uh you know still nearly cried when I you know, when he lost to Leon Spinks of all people that first time but it just also reminded me that you don't have to be a famous athlete you don't have to be famous at all to to do the right thing and and live the right life and to stand up for what is right so as I end this show tonight, or excuse me, real quick here, RC Frazier dropped Ali in the 15th round, but he also hurt him badly in the 11th. Yeah, I think that was where he busted his jaw. But regardless, dropped him, Ali's mouth swollen shut after the fight. But everybody, just do the right thing. Do the right thing. Treating people with respect and honesty and love should not be something that you really got to think about. Some people do. Keep up the fight for social justice. We we got a long way to go. You still see a whole bunch of police incidents out there. Um, and, and while I've said on this show and I've said it on my Facebook, you know, I am definitely not for an ab- abolishing any police department. We definitely need reforms. We all know that, but we got a long way to go on both sides of this, man. So keep your heads up, people. We got a long way to go. We still got this damn virus nonsense we out here dealing with since March. Who knows when this is going to go away. But just keep your heads up and do the right thing. Don't forget to vote. And make sure you have an informed opinion on who you are voting for. With that, I'm going to get out of here a little bit over on the on the eight o'clock stop time. I want to thank you all for joining us here on Sports Done Right. Huge shout out to Justin Ekstrom. I wanted to get, I had a lot of uh, tweets, a lot of notes, a lot of emails coming to me. A lot of folks wanted to get caught up on the Twins and the Vikings, especially since those two teams are going to be hopefully playing soon. So I hope we covered some bases here. We got some more great guests that we're working on in the upcoming weeks. I want to thank everybody in the chat room tonight. I want to thank everybody on Twitter as well. Um, Chief Rocker, Jersey Vern, Jungle Brother, RC, Bama Boy joining us as well. What up to him? B in the house. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, who else did I say here? Um, Amy has joined us from South St. Paul. Thank you for listening. To, and the one and only Grand Horton, a certified Southside Bunny Slayer himself. And um, he's a confused Tennessee fan. We can't help him with that because Rocky Top ain't done nothing in a very long time. But Grant's cool people, man. He's good people. Mississippi kid. Grew up, played some football down at Delta State. Unfortunately, just happens to root for the wrong team in the SEC. All right, y'all. Be cool. Be safe. Check out Tasty Talk Tuesdays. I'm going to go over there myself and get some music, get some of that adult conversation in. So, you know, check out Girly Girl Mandelion. Hey, do the right thing. Don't let nobody else 
front on you. You stand up for what's right. You call out bullshit wherever you see it. And we're going to be just fine. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week. Make sure you are too. If you can't listen live, listen on demand. Shout out to my homies, X-Squad Radio, xsquadaffiliates.com. My friends over at RealCast as well. I want to say what up to Jungle. Uh, Ninja over to everybody. Appreciate my friends over at RealCast. Bottom to the top. Oh, by the way, great reunion show. Jay Fish, Jungle Brother, and Jersey Vern back together again. That was so good to hear. I downloaded that show to my phone, uh, and I ain't going to lie. I've probably listened to uh, different spots of that show already a couple other times. So, all right. Y'all be cool. Be safe. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. Follow me on Twitter at the Big Smooth one That's the number one after the Big Smooth. Also on, uh, excuse me, on Instagram at Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T. And also our Facebook group as well, Sports Done Right. Y'all be cool. Haters gonna hate, as the as Grant says. Well, Grant, your, your team gotta get it done on the field because I'll tell you what, the Tennessee Volunteers are not better than the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Peace! Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.
Chip on the left hand side. Pass the dutchie on the left hand side. It a go 